Hello out there and welcome. My name is Mary and you are listening to episode one of the Growth Minded Marriage, Our Dream Life. This actually was not the first episode that we recorded, but when we were having our early conversations, they kept evolving and we realized that we needed to first lay the groundwork for everyone listening so that they could really understand what we mean when we say that we are living our dream life. We know it's a bold statement, and we have a very personal understanding of what that statement embodies, so we wanted to make that really clear. In this episode, we will discuss when we felt like our dream life started as individuals, what our dream life is actually made of now, and where we see this life of ours going in the future. Kevin and I are excited to be on this journey together and ultimately hopeful that we can connect with other like-minded couples or individuals who can relate. If after listening, you feel downright inspired or even just mildly interested, frankly, please find a way to connect with us. Also, by subscribing, you'll ensure that you get the most frequent updates on this life of ours and hopefully get another chance to make a connection. We are absolutely craving to hear from like-minded people, so please find a way to connect with us. Ready? All right, let's grow. After creating our dream life together, Mary and I realized that our happiness wasn't a one-time achievement. It is the beginning of a lifelong journey. Join us as we discover what comes next. We've actually already recorded something that we're already (laughs) scrapped and said, okay, no, we're starting from a different location. Mm -hmm. This is um, episode one, but it's the fourth episode. Yes. Of which no episodes have been fruitful, Mm -hmm. but we've had a lot of good conversations. Yeah. And that's the point of this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we were discussing, you know, what the point of this podcast is for us. And we stumbled upon the fact that we're looking to build a relationship between each other that um, is open to this idea of living our dream life. And we just wanted to dive into what exactly that means, because I think it's a little bit of a loaded statement. And I think it, you know, maybe culturally has some ideas and expectations of what a dream life means. Maybe we need to clarify that for what it means to us. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell you guys and have a conversation with Kevin which we've talked around and probably said specifically to each other, some of these things, but just to really get clear on what our dream life is and what the purpose of living our dream life is, which in turn is the purpose of this podcast and, you know, to create that relationship with us and the connection. And then also to put it out there and see who else might be living a similar journey. So we can maybe start building some relationships that inspire us and push us to keep growing. So I know exactly when I started living my dream life, but I'm just curious when you feel like you started living your dream life, you know, in the more recent history mm. of the version of the yeah, dream life I mean, that we're I don't talking know about. If I'd like to say any, say it, cause it just would start up. This is our first episode. It would just be sappy. But I mean, I honestly feel like I started living my dream life when we got together. I knew you're going to say that. Mm-hmm. I almost yeah. told you before this started, don't say yeah. your dream life started when you met me. Right. Just I because mean, it it's sounds, a little saccharine. Yeah, it's, it's a little storybooky. <laughs> I agree. Um, but I would say that that's kind of my truth. Yeah. Well, 
I'll let you have that truth, but I'll push you to be specific for the podcast and when this sort of newer version of our dream life started. Maybe the dream life, your dream life that overlapped with mine. Mm. When did that start for you? I guess in the more recent uh, past, mm-hmm. it probably would be when I sort of took ownership of raising our children. Yeah. So we have three kids and I worked past tense, a really really (laughs) intense scheduled uh, full-time career in medicine. And after, or when we were about to have our second, we were trying to make the decision whether Kevin would continue his job, his career as he had, which involved a schedule that didn't really qualify him as a stay-at-home parent, even though that's what he was doing and also working this full-time job, um, being self-employed and working out of the house and um, or from the home, I suppose. Everywhere. Yeah. Driving around and doing a whole bunch of stuff with the child. And, um, you know, you made a decision that took us in a completely different direction, sort of our first major against the grain decision. Mm -hmm. And that sort of, yeah, probably set us up to have what we have now for sure. Um, So that was probably five and a half years ago, maybe. Yeah, probably just about that. Yeah. So my dream life. Hey, tell me about your dream life. (laughs) When would you say that you discovered yours? My dream life started there because that decision, you know, of course, as many decisions do, started a steamroller of little decisions along the way that led us here. But I would say my first taste of the dream life I experience now happened about a couple years ago when Kevin and I were at a happy hour with each other at a local restaurant near us before we went to go pick up the kids from grandma's house. I remember it very specifically. And I was just saying, you know, I'm not happy with our status quo and I'm not happy with the way I feel every day. And I want to feel differently. And I was ready to own it and figure out what was going to make me happy. And over that drink and uh, prosciutto wrapped asparagus, as I recall. Wow, that's right. It was delicious. Um, We came up with something that filled me with a passion and like a spark spark that I hadn't felt in a very long time. And I was like, I want more of this and I want to do this over and over and over again. And uh, the thing that gave me the spark has since fizzled. And um, not a relationship. Yeah, luckily. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I took that feeling and remembered it and was like, this is how I want to feel. And that feeling led me to make a number of other decisions that have led me to what I consider my um, dream work status situation that I'm enjoying now. And just this new perspective that we're enjoying now. And um, yeah, so I would say a couple of years ago was my first taste of my dream life. And then I guess even more specifically, I feel like the dream life that I want to discuss over this podcast happened, oh, about uh, four months ago. Wow. (laughs) It's fairly recently. (laughs) So we're recording this. It is early September uh, 2020. And we are still in the midst of the the pandemic. Definitely the stream life situation happened during the pandemic or the dream life realization happened during the pandemic. And we can talk more about that, but maybe we should talk exactly what you mean by dream life. Yeah. Well, and we've talked specifically about this. So 
when I say I'm living my dream life, I have identified the way I want to feel when I wake up. And basically that feeling is a sense that I have enough flexibility and control over my life that I can feel super passionate and invigorated and that spark and pursue that for the day and have the time and space to do that and have the ability to have the time I need to do that, whether that's completely alone or, you know, talking to Kevin, um, have all the resources that I need to, to, you know, use that spark to have a productive and happy day. Or I can make the decision that I want to um, have a calm, slow day and maybe be with the kids, maybe have a me day, maybe have a half me day and a half day with the kids. Basically, I just want to have a completely designed by me life. And that kind of listens to my body, listens to my needs, listens to where, you know, my head's saying that I want to be that day. And so far, I can hear the dog barking. I wonder... <laughs> Yeah, I can hear him too. <laughs> Hopefully we can edit that out. I'm not mm-hmm. sure at this point. but It's um, real time, guys. <laughs> That's Bentley. Oh, goodness. I forget where I was, but basically I just want more of that. And I want to keep finding ways to make that feeling grow and continue and to make sure that Kevin is looped into that feeling and my kids are looped into that feeling and that everything I do and bring into my life or remove from my life is adding to that balance and that flexibility. And the decisions that we've made over the past two years have basically gotten me to a point where I am aware of that feeling. Most days I can capitalize on which way the um, wind blows for myself, but we're still, I think, um, strapped to some of the cultural norms. Like, for example, we still have a mortgage. Um, I still have a car payment. There's a few things remaining that I think keep us tethered more into sort of the normal life. But we're four months in. But we're four months in. So, and it's exciting to think that there could be still changes to come, which is part of my dream life is to mm-hmm. always have new things to grow and, and change into and, and to be able to analyze it and discuss it at length with Kevin, who mostly just, well, no, you mostly engage, but sometimes I can tell you're just nodding and smiling. I think that's an unfair statement. <laughs> Depends when I catch him. I always think what I have to say is most important. So Yeah, it depends if we're having a discussion or if you're interrupting me while I'm doing something else. Yes. What does your dream life feel like to you? Um, I would say that it kind of revolves around a lot of what you kind of circled around. But I think the big core concept is time. Mm-hmm. The sure. flexibility of time, the ownership of time, and that... You know, I just think that back when it was way more precious, that's when a lot of frustration would happen. That's when I'd Mm -hmm. get impatient. Mm -hmm. That's when I'd get upset with the kids. You know, that's when I just felt overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and stressed. And when you remove a lot of the obstacles for freedom and ownership of your own time, a lot of that stuff totally dissipates. Yeah. So being able to sort of control time, sort of being in charge of your own destiny, I think just sort of opens up so many more opportunities for growth to, you know, just find serendipity, which is like kind of my favorite thing. It enables the opportunity to find and discover opportunities. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're crushed for time and everything else, like it, you don't have 
you know, the moment's paused to even think about anything except what's right in front of you. Yeah. But you open up your calendar a little bit and all of a sudden it just there's so much more possibilities out there. Yeah, I agree. The the preciousness of time has been um, of more available to us, if that makes sense. Or we hold time more valuable, more valuable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I just wanted to ask you something. And the dog in the background took my. The gentle ocean noises. <laughs> we have a dog named Bentley who Kevin likes. No, no, no. I'll interrupt you. Um, we had a dog for a day. Yes. Well, he likes the story. Mm-hmm. And I've had a dog for about a decade. Now. <laughs> yes. So with your newfound gift of time, what do you see happening in the future for us or for you in this dream life of ours? I guess it's just more of like a continued exploration of opportunity i think probably the biggest or most important thing is i really want to take advantage of the opportunity to sort of create and like build and share meaning meaningful experiences with you mm-hmm. you know we have three kids uh i also really want to remain and stay present in their lives and sort of help them grow and, you know, impact them in the positive ways that I can mm-hmm. and, you know, help mold them into the people and adults that they want to become, you know, however they choose to yeah. find that. Yeah. That's one of my big things is I have identified that having this, what, you know, the self help industry calls margin. And I actually really enjoy that term, but we have enough margin in our life that when something comes up that needs extra attention, you know, specifically with the kids that we're going to be there and available and, you know, the time before they need us that intensely is going to be maintaining a structure that always allows for that. So kind of always checking in and rechecking in that we're doing things that align with this um, dream life fulfillment you know, and not straying away from that. Or when we do stray away from that, being able to say, Hey, this doesn't feel quite right. Something feels off. And like, have that is our North star guiding light. And so we are sort of ready and waiting for life to happen. You know, that might need more intense focus. Mm-hmm. And doing it at like more of a preemptive way. Sure. I felt like so much of my childhood was my parents reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, yeah, just, a time crunch. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think um, what I would really hope to be able to do is, you know, be able to take the moment's pause and analyze why, identify solutions and really, you know, try to focus on serving them. Yeah. And we've seen we it work already. So I guess, you know, that has given us fuel for our fire. But yeah. Anything else you see? I guess the only other life? thing that I would like to stay core is like to try to always make a positive impact on the people that I think I can make a positive impact on. Mm-hmm. You're close. You don't have huge dreams necessarily of having a gigantic extended network that right. you're influential over, mm-hmm. which is a little bit counterintuitive to the podcast, but that just, I think goes to show how much we're craving meeting like-minded people that um, we're taking an opportunity that feels really natural for us and our relationship and benefits us in so many ways and using it to see who else we can sort of fish out and, and connect with. 
Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's just my nephews and nieces and mm-hmm. our extended family yes. and some close friends and, you know. Yeah, that's enough other, for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been the dreamer. And I think that has been a label that I say about myself with a little bit of irony and maybe not shame. That's a little too intense, but. I've realized that you had a negative connotation with that for a long time. Yes. And I've realized that that is my magic and I love that about myself. And I was always trying to find, well, maybe I'm a purposeful dreamer or maybe I'm a Enneagram three dreamer, you know, which is someone who can get it done. And, you know, I'm, and now I'm just like it, I don't care what it is, what you call it, because it lights me up and makes me feel so whole. And makes me the best version of myself for myself to enjoy and everyone else I, you know, come in contact to enjoy. And I've just sort of discovered this recently. So this Mm. is all very new. You own it. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin uh, has felt this way a little bit longer than I have. But I'm just really enjoying it. And I just only want to do things that make me feel filled up. Yeah. That's great. Yep. So... Hopefully that explains things a little bit and where we're coming from. We are just kind of freeforming it and figuring out what topics we want to discuss. And, you know, we plan to use the podcast to document this journey, to um, use it to flush out ideas that we maybe are considering, um, opportunities we're wanting to explore, Yeah, I think the challenge is going to be is that I think when we think and talk about our dream life, it's more of an open-ended concept. There's no end goals in mind. Mm -hmm. There's no like, we're we're working really hard to obtain some Mm -hmm. tangible object. Yeah, or like a financial goal or like, you know, very specific amount of money. I mean, certainly we have to live in the world. And that's something that I've kind of grappled with with this a little bit is just you know we also need to put food on the table and right those sorts of things cps will be knocking on our door otherwise yes so i mean we can't just uh i don't know but i I think we uh, the thing is i think we can i think we can have it all and do both and i'm not afraid to say that so that's what we're going to be exploring here and the interesting part of this is that this all just started for us so i just would um if I would have found this two years ago, I would have just been so interested to hear someone go through this who's just normal and, you know, not necessarily super spe- special, although you're a very special person, Kevin. Yeah, they've been telling me that my entire life. <laughs> yes. So, anyways, we hope you found this, you know, mildly interesting and maybe somewhat inspiring, but... We'll only get better, I promise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, hopefully, we have something we can actually post here that we're proud of. I... I'm feeling good about it. Otherwise, stay tuned for episode one, take seven. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. If you um, want to, please subscribe, leave a review, connect with us. I will put in the show notes our email address. And I did create an Instagram for the podcast. That's really our only social social media because we're just not tapped into that world. But um, hopefully you can find a way to connect with us. All right. Thanks for listening. Please don't end every episode like that. Alright, bye guys. Bye.